Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of the Wonderful World of Mouse. We got a lot of great things coming up on today's show, including talking about a new upcoming attraction, what's going on in the Epcot parks, and a little bit about Disney Plus. Stay tuned to the show, guys. Welcome back. I'm so glad you're tuning in today, and I hope you'll enjoy today's show. Uh, I'm super excited about it because one of the things we're going to touch on is an attraction from one of my all-time favorite Disney movies. So I'm pretty excited about that. Uh, first thing I want to do, though, is get into a little bit about what's going on at Epcot. Um, right now, we are really excited because the Festival of Arts just got underway recently. Um, for y'all that are unfamiliar, that will run from January 8th till February 22nd. Uh, and this is one of my favorite festivals. I feel like it's very underrated. Um, there's not a ton of crowds any times I've ever been, and there's so much to see and do. And I was really excited when I found out they're still continuing this despite what's going on, even if I don't get to go myself, because I love for people to check this out and enjoy it. Some of the things they got going on are a, a whole a, just an array of food that you can sample and try around. Um, some of that starts with, uh, you know, their kitchen is open daily from the 8th to the 22nd, and it's open till the park closed. A park reservation and Epcot admission is required. Food and beverage offerings require a separate purchase, and availability for some food studio offerings may be limited. So with that, some of the things that some of these places will have is the artist table at the American Adventure. They're going to have beef wellington, pan-seared scallops for beverages, sipping chocolate flight of white milk and dark chocolate. That sounds amazing. Uh, Citrus Blossom is going to be doing some things with some beverages and an orange cream shake. Uh, the deconstructed dish, they'll be doing a deconstructed Reuben. BLT and some strawberry cheesecake all again sounds amazing so don't miss out on some of these new dishes you can try I'm always excited to check them out along with that there's also a lot of activities you can do um, and performances that will be going on uh, love to jump in on the paint by number mural there's an actual wall where you can jump in and add to the fun and color in a certain section. Uh, there's chalk characters that are placed all throughout the park, so if you want to look around and see if you can find just a little bit of hidden, hidden Disney magic with some of the most well-known characters drawn out in chalk. I think that's a really cool addition to what's going on as well. Uh, so don't miss out on this. Uh, you know, It's a good time to check it out if you're a down to try to get low crowds, you know. This is one of the festivals, like I said again, I never experience high crowd count when I'm there, which makes it that much more enjoyable. And then also, while you're there, don't forget to check out a lot of the paintings. They have the most gorgeous Disney photos and paintings you can think of. Every time I go there, I'm tempted to buy so many of them, but I just don't know where I'd hang them, so <laughs> I kind of leave them where they be. But that's what I wanted to get into for Epcot. Um, that's the Festival of Arts. Along with that, around Epcot, there's still plenty of construction going on. Um, a lot of walls put up and things of that nature. So just be prepared to kind of work around some of that going on. But again, with that is bringing very little wait times. You know, checking on and off, I've seen wait times for some of the most popular attractions like Frozen and Soren that are 
5, 10, 15 minutes at peak times that it would normally be. So there is the good that comes with having to get over a few unsightly things as you're enjoying your trip around the park. Uh, that brings me to where there's no walls at, and that is the ride update. And the attraction I wanted to get to is Remy's Ratatouille um, Adventure. And it seems now that basically everything has been cleared away. Uh, and it's almost ready to go. They just have some planners crossing it, you know, so you can't really get to it, but you can pretty much see clearly through it, and everything looks gorgeous, which lets me know that pretty soon, any day here now, I would think they'd be doing a cast member preview or announcing some news of when this could possibly be opening. Um, but if you haven't found, if you haven't heard about Remy's Ratatouille Adventure, I'm going to put a little, uh, something on to kind of explain it to you and give you a better idea, and then we'll talk some more about it. Remy's Ratatouille Adventure is a new attraction that we're bringing here to World Showcase in Epcot based on the Pixar film Ratatouille. We can't wait for our guests to experience this at the Walt Disney World Resort in 2021. So the ride is really inspired by a scene in the film where Remy falls through a skylight down to the floor of Gusto's kitchen. When guests enter this space, they're stepping straight into the film. And part of that magic is really making sure that we are paying such close attention to the detail. Guests are going to feel as if they've been shrunk down to the size of a rat. So we really play with the fun of scale and you will get to experience this immersive ride from a rat's eye perspective. So they're going to be chased through the attraction. They're going to hide in the walls. There's vibration effects and scampering effects. There's 4D effects in the ride, so you'll get smells from the kitchen. You'll get water effects. You'll get wind effects. You and Remy are dodging and diving through the crazy adventures that you're going to find in Gusto's kitchen. When I was first brought onto this project, it was nothing but dirt and a whole bunch of drawings. And I think we've done such an amazing job with both our Pixar animators and our Imagineers here. We do years and years of research before we even put a shovel in the ground. We have architects, designers, construction managers. We have over 140 different disciplines continually working together to execute the creative vision. One of the things I'm most excited for is our guests when they exit is to have that huge smile on their face and know that you've created some magical memories for guests and their families and it's going to be like Christmas morning. Okay, well, hopefully that brought into the picture a little bit of kind of what it is. And I'm super excited for this. I, first of all, love Ratatouille, one of my favorite Disney movies. I have watched that probably more in the last few years than any of the other movies that I've rewatched. Uh, for some reason, I just got a spot for the little rat and the cooking and wanting to be a chef, and I love it. So I believe this is a beautiful addition to Epcot, not only with the attraction, but just widening that France pavilion and adding that space and making it not feel so crowded in that area. So, you know, the idea of being shrunken down to the size of a rat and running through the kitchen amok sounds great to me. I know it's a hit at other Disney parks, so, you know, I'm hoping that everybody gives it just as much love at Walt Disney World, and I believe so. There's a lot of people that are excited about checking this out. Um, now, there's no date that's been set, but like I said, all the construction's pretty much done from what you can see. If you were to take a glimpse from the Skyliner, uh, everything looks finished. They even have the queue lines ready to be able to handle some crowd control, so... Just be on the lookout for an update of when that could possibly open, and I'm very excited. 
Uh, we're going to take a quick little break, and, and when our break's over, we're going to talk a little bit about the Imagineer story on the first episode of Disney Plus and what we thought. Stay tuned, guys. Disney is a place where imagination can run free, where adults and children can both find something magical. With so many things to explore on your next Disney adventure, you want to make sure that you don't miss out on all that Disney has to offer. That's where we come in. Here at the wonderful world of Mouse, we know how much fun planning your next Disney vacation can be, and we would love to be a part of that experience. With first-hand expertise and a little hidden magic, we can help you get on your way to that next big trip. Plus, our services come absolutely free of charge to the customer. So let us help you get started on your next Disney adventure. Just email us at info at wonderfulworldofmouse.com for the magic to begin. There is that music of the intro for the Imagineering story, and that was what got me right away. Right when I heard that, you know, I was already in invested. Uh, it's pretty uh, gripping as far as a tune. Uh, you know, the happiest place on earth, part one of the Imagineering story. For those for those of you who didn't catch our last episode, we're gonna start reviewing um, one Disney series, something that's related to the parks and and the Disney Imagineers and employees and talk about how we thought and what we thought of it in our opinions. And we're starting on the Imagineer story in the first episode. Uh, after watching it, Happiest Place on Earth, I think it's title perfect. Um, to be honest, I've watched the Imagineering story every episode all the way through right when Disney Plus was released. Um, couldn't wait. That being said, I haven't watched it since then. Uh, originally watching it, I definitely loved it, and I was so interested in all the visuals and just catching the story. But now that I'm rewatching it again, I'm really like listening to what's going on and trying to pick apart the episodes. And this one to me was all about Walt and his perfectionism. And, you know, that says all about Disney and how we perceive it and what makes us love it so much, at least myself. You know, everything had to be just right and above and beyond. He wanted everyone to think, well, only Disney can do that. And I believe he, he made that mark and he was able to achieve it numerous times by, you know, his own imagination and all the Imagineers he hired. Uh, when the show first starts, you know, you get a lot of glimpses of the technology and the sets and the art, you know, of what Disneyland was first becoming. And you learn more about how Disneyland came about. You know, I love the story they tell, and I'd heard it before this show, and maybe you have too, about Walt Disney himself just going on Saturdays and sitting there and watching his kids on the merry-go-round, eating his peanuts, and just thinking, you know, there needs to be a place where children and adults can have fun together alike. And he made sure that he saw that through. Even when there was lots of difficult challenges, and if you've watched the first episode, you'll see them all, all the way from no one believing in him and thinking it was a carnival-like atmosphere to, you know, him having to sell his home and cash in life insurance policies just to try to keep the dream afloat as he's building and working on it. Uh, when it was all said and done, 
You know, I believe there was $17 million, it says, that it took to build Disneyland, and it was triple his budget. So he got in over his head, but at the end of the day, he still saw the big picture. So that helped him uh, stay on the right path to getting us where we are today. Uh, along with that, you know, Disneyland will never be finished. He goes on to say that, is, which is a famous quote, as long as there's imagination left in the world. And there we go again. That's why it's ever-evolving. That's why we love it, you know. We keep a little bit of the history and the original, and, and we add our own little flair to it as we grow and we evolve and we get to add new stuff mixed in with the old, which is a great combination. Uh, it was also the first theme park, Disneyland, with the Matterhorn first steel coaster in the world, I believe, which was a huge feat. Uh, so, a, lo a lot. Like I said, it was a great story, and I think it really focused on Walt and his drive and his determination, which is where Disney is at, it, where it's at today and why it's there is because Walt wasn't going to give up. He was going to see his dream all the way through, and I loved how that was shown through in the first episode. Uh, now, that episode is leading into what I believe a lot about Epcot, Experimental Prototype Community of Tomorrow, my favorite park at Disney World. Um, and I think they're going to get into a little bit more about how we bought 27,000 acres down in Florida. I believe the size of San Francisco, it lets you know, which is huge, um, to develop the project and that project being Epcot. So we'll find out more about that on the next episode. And next week, we'll dive into that. So once you watch it, if you have any thoughts or want to talk about it, just email me um, at philip at the wonderful world of mouse and... Uh, Give us your opinion, or you can share it on Facebook at The Wonderful World of Mouth, Instagram, and, you know, anywhere you listen to us, just subscribe or like. It, it helps us out and spreads the word so we can keep sharing this information together. Uh, real quickly, I wanted to get into uh, one of our segments we used to do, but we're now bringing back, which is the snack credit. Y'all seem to like it, so I'm excited to talk more about it um, on today's snack credit we're going to be talking about Gideon's Bakehouse. I just came across this on the internet, and I haven't myself had a chance to even go there, but I'm in love with what I see already. And it is a place, they have it at Disney Springs. The videos I've seen online, the lines have been out the door for this place. And if you go online and go to our Instagram and our Facebook, we'll share pictures of these so you can check them out. But the cookies, they sell cookies, cakes, and coffees, and it's mainly cookies, and they're just amazing looking. They're covered in chocolate chips or peanut butter chips or dark chocolate chips. Uh, some of the menu items they have are the original chocolate chip cookie. The Gideon's original chocolate chip cookie is the foundation of who they are. This recipe took 15 years to perfect and is filled with history. It is packed inside and out with a variety of chocolates, infused with different vanillas, and has a texture that might almost trick you into thinking you're eating cookie dough. This cookie has been named everything from the best in Orlando to the best on planet Earth, and we couldn't be prouder to hand make it from scratch for you daily. My mouth's watering right now, y'all, because that sounds delicious. Uh, you know, I'm not going to read the descriptions like that of every cookie, but some other ones on the menu are the peanut butter crunch, the cookies and cream, uh, the candied walnut chocolate chip, the pistachio toffee chocolate chip, tri triple chocolate chip, the coffee toffee, 
uh, Gideon's Bites and Coffee Cake. I want to try all of them. So it will definitely be on my list of places to stop the next time I'm able to make it to Disney Springs. Uh, so that, you know, they also have uh, coffees and cakes. They have a true red velvet cake, a secret slice, which it says is a random release, a daily chocolate cake slice, which is rotating every day of the week, they say, and then some out of seasonal cookies, which is a few options like a white chocolate caramel macadamia nut, uh, the Frankenstein. Uh, Eternal Flame, so some kind of cool names and different varieties of cool cookies to try. So check it out. Don't miss out on it. I'm excited to get down there and check this place out for myself as well. Uh, But yeah, look at some pictures on the Facebook and the Instagram. Check it out. Subscribe to us if you're enjoying the show. Pass it along. And we're excited to keep the show rolling. We'll be back as soon as we can with another episode. If you want to be involved, you know where to find us. And we look forward to talking to y'all very soon.